Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift. Find your fun with the cycling app where fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos. In day four of quarantine in the glorious South of France, in the company of Podcast Pete and Sir Bradley Wiggins. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You can cook, Brad. Yeah, I can. I'm impressed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? I can cook. Of course I can. I'm a 41-year-old man. If I couldn't cook now, there'd be something wrong. Yeah. Thank you, you Graham. You've, you've cooked up a, a couple of splendid dishes in double quick time. Yours was horrible. Yeah, I thought you might say that. <laughs> I'm I, joking, I, I, I'm I, knew, joking. I knew it was coming. It as was well. lovely. <laughs> it was, I had two pieces of salmon. It was lovely. We're looking back on today's stage, stage seven of the Tour de France. Long one. Very long one. 249 kilometres. The longest stage of the race, as we said yesterday, and the longest in 21 years. More of a classics stage yeah. in a way, and it was a classics man. Um, or a man capable of, he's shown us at the Vuelta, he's shown us at the Giro, yeah. that he's capable of going long, sustaining a fierce pace and yeah. coming out on top, Matej Mohoric, Bahrain victorious. Yeah, and uh, what a ride he did. Um, the composition of the breakaway, the riders that were in there, um, that was some feat. We picked, out, we picked our winners early on, didn't we? I went for Van Aert on the yeah. stage. Um, he was up there towards the end, you know, but I'll tell you what, uh, Mohoric, he was... Um, he never looked like flinching, really, the whole way. Five and a half hours, 45 kilometres an hour for 240 kilometres. That's quite something, isn't it? And you saw, you saw the state, a few of them were in the end. I saw Van der Poel sitting on the floor, pouring water over his head. You know, he finished fourth on the stage. Another good ride by well, him. Well, he, he was my pick for today. Yeah, and he did a great ride. Um, Cav was in the break, picked up them points for the green jersey, which was good. Um, but yeah, I think um, the biggest losers of the day, shall we say it? Cool. Prob- probably U- UAE. Well, UAE and Jumbo Visma. Yeah. Um, yeah, UAE riding on the front after it seemed like it was the entire peloton versus Tadej Pogacar. There was no team. one left for, to ride other than them and I think uh, Total Energy yeah. were riding. They had to. They, everyone was represented in the break from Ineos to Jumbo Visma to the yellow jersey himself. Um, I asked you at the time while we were watching, how do you feel when you are, so say you're in the, in the Team Ineos team today and you know you've got Van Baal in the break up top. You know you've got every other team represented. It feel like a day off for you? No, because you know what's to come. If anything, it prolongs the agony mm. because you're those guys are up the road and um, you know there's going to be attacks from behind. So UAE had to expose themselves and ride all day on the front. Mm. Um, but you're just getting poised then for that that final, which was quite a tough final, wasn't it? All them ups and downs and hills and categorised climbs. Fireworks going off everywhere, including Richard Carapaz um, mm. going off on an attack and he was eventually... Reel back in. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a strange move that. I mean, yeah. the attack itself was was devastating. You know, he really, when he went, because of where the camera was, he was only about 200 metres from the summit of that little climb. So mm. he had to go back down again and up. And it seemed like he should have made that effort a lot earlier on the climb, really, and get a bit more of a gap. Because he had the legs when he went. He looked really, really well, really good. But um, it's we're sort of left scratching our heads as to, to what his objective was with that, whether it was to try and promote or push other guys to come with him or what, we don't quite know at this stage. And who was it to distance? Mm. I mean, you know, most of his adversaries were up the road, really. Mm. I mean, Richards, was he, th- well, he's well down, the, not well down the GC, but he's certainly outside the top 10, isn't he, on the GC uh, going into today? 
Um, so he's this evening. He's twelfth on GC yeah. um, at five nineteen, but effectively um, not not that far behind Pogaccia, um, a couple of minutes behind yeah. uh, Tadej Pogaccia at three forty three. So yeah, I mean, it was um, the real race was in the front really. Um, and there wasn't. It was just a whittling down process from behind, um, and Carapaz was really the only one who tried to, to to sort of ignite something really. But I don't know what or who they were hoping to. Um, Maybe there was more in it. We're sort of thinking now there might be a team classman, um, classification sort of battle that, going on there. That's what Movistar were riding to defend, we think. Although there was a bit mm. of afters after the stage had finished mm. between Enrique Mass and Mikhail Kwiatkowski. Um, we understand that Kwiatkowski might have caused Mass to crash in the feed zone. Today. Yeah. Although that is yet to be confirmed. Well, if that was the case, you know, Kwiatkowski's a gentleman. I don't think he'd have done it on purpose. It must have been, it would have just been an accident out on the road, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, those things happen in bike racing, but if that was any reason for Movistar to chase Carapaz down as some sort of revenge, we don't know at this stage. You know, we're just we're just sort of trying to catch up with all the information as it, as it comes out on Twitter and various other sources. On a long day like today, do we see temp- tempers in the peloton frame or is it easy um, to get ratty with your... I, th- I think this stage of the race, yeah, lots of guys are tired, very fatigued. It was extremely hot today. You could see the sweat on the riders and the, the sort of salts that were on the jerseys and... We saw um, Dylan Van Baal with, that, you know, what's become sort of quite common now is the, the, the women's tights with the icing down the back of the neck. Yeah, um, yeah. So you could you tell like it, that, didn't you? You could tell it was hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, you've mentioned UAE um, having to ride on the front all day, but the other big, the other big losers, uh, Jumbo Visma and, and Primoz Roglic. Yeah, I mean, felt for him actually today. It clearly... Um, He's now suffering the you know the consequences of that fall, isn't he? And his injuries. It and looks like he just didn't have the power to stay with it. Uh, but well, the nature of what he went to have X-ray the other day wasn't it? his um, was it his coccyx, wasn't mm, it? His um, tailbone, yeah. Yeah, you know that's that's if that's tight and there's ligaments around that surrounding muscles, you know, it's, it's where all his power comes from. Um, so you have to feel for him really, and, and I'd have to say now nail it to the wall that that's his Tour de France over from a GC point of view. I don't think there's no way back from this. Yeah, nine minutes and eleven off of Van der Poel. Um, sitting on top of GC. Second, Wout Van Aert. Um, they didn't take their eyes off each other today. Both went in the break. I mean, all-star yeah. break. You mentioned Cav in there. Yeah. Casper. Um, Casper um, Asgren. Asgren, yeah. Um, who's third on GC. Simon Yates. We haven't spoke much about him this tour, have we? No, we haven't. Um, what are you expecting from him? First he looked time he's tired today. Himself. He looked rusty from the Giro. You know, he said he's coming here for stage wins. And actually, Simon Yates on his day, you would have said that that was a good stage for him today. Yeah, I thought we might see him and burst I, off the front. Actually, Vincenzo Nibali looked the best of the Giro bunch today. Yeah. Um, and Simon was just getting detached a little bit when those attacks were going down in the final there. So you'd have to say that fatigue's now setting in from the Giro and, and, and this may be not to be his tour. But, you know, this chance, he'll still be in a recovery process and, and that might be a good leg opener for him today and he might come good in the third week. How do Jumbo Visma now approach the rest of this tour? If Roglic, as you say, his, his race is run, um, out, of, out of gas and out of hope, I think, is how Rob Hatch called it. Well, um, I think um, sitting here last year, we were talking about can Walt Van Aert win a Grand Tour? Um He's now poised to, you know, they've got nothing to lose, really. Just not necessarily win the tour, but let's see what we can do with this guy. Um, I think that attention should turn to him now. He's sitting up there nicely on the GC, isn't he? Um, he's in the top 10, I believe. Wout Van Aert is second on yeah, GC. So yeah, so you go yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah, so um, 
why not have a go with him? Try and get a podium, you know, see what you can do with Van Aert now. And I, I would be I would be putting all my cards onto him now. He was asked after the race. Because there's nothing, there's no, there's no pressure on him now. And he proved last year he can climb. He's in great form. Why not? He was asked after the stage if he was ready for a GC battle. And he said, not at all. Well, uh, yeah, I think sometimes it lands on you. Mine, mm. it landed on me in 2009 when Christian Vanderveld crashed out. Um, and sometimes you've got to take the opportunities when they arise. And sometimes it's better when you wasn't expecting coming into the race to be the leader. Um, and events like this happen. And, and we're a week into the race now. He's got two weeks to go. He's got two days in the mountains now to test himself. And then a rest day. And we'll have a better idea as to what Welt can do. I mean, I would say a top 10 is feasible. Yeah. Um, top five. Um, but who knows? I, would, I wouldn't discount a podium the way he was climbing last year. Brad, we're fortunate to be sponsored by Zwift, where fun is fast, but it also unlocks performance. Great app, but we use it in very different ways, don't we? We do. I mean, I tend to go on sometimes with my son now um, and just try and keep up with him, really. And it's a way of riding together and, and grouping up with other people, maybe a few people, friends that live in London, if I'm up north or vice versa, because, um, you know, you can't always get on the roads with people. I've been on there with Matt Stevens, um, and I've also done some live Zwift sessions through Lecole and caught up with the likes of Victor Campanot and Fabian Cancellara on it. So it's a great tool. I'm a big fan of being able to get on there at short notice without having to organise a, a group ride in real life, if you like, um, and just buzz it around with a, a few mates. Yeah, there's always someone on there that's willing to ride, even if, you know, it's a good way of making new mates. It is. Even if your mates aren't about, there's group rides, a massive community of pros on there, people exactly like, well, exactly like me, exactly like you. And I believe there's some um, Olympic-inspired routes on there, isn't there, Graeme? There are. You can explore the Mercury Islands to get you geared up, ready for the Olympics. And I believe there's a seven-day free trial available. Well, just in time for the Olympics, there's a seven-day free trial, a special offer. Find out more, download the app today. UAE, how on earth did they let 29 riders of such quality go off the front today? I think it was just full gas. I watched the interview with Cav after the finish today, and he said it was just, it was flat stick, and he he's, he actually tried to get Casper Asgreen into the breakaway um, and made a big effort for him, peeled off, and they were they went away. Um I just think this is, it's, it's just, when it's that fast at the start, big, long, straight roads, um, you're not expecting a group of that magnitude to go away, that, that, that number. And once it does, once it gets 20 seconds, they start rolling through and off and no one's chasing behind. You know, UAE had to stick five, six guys on the front, but they're never going to bring back 40 odd. Um, it's, it's very, very difficult. And, um, you know, they messed up and they rode all day today. They used a lot of energy up to ride all day. Um, of course, Pogacar, you know, it, it wouldn't have taken much out of him, really, because he's, he's the one riding this race. But what it has done is it's left, um, you know, what was, a, what was a small gap after that time trial to uh, Matthew van der Poel is now Matthew's got three and a half minutes back on, on him. So, you know, again, Matthew's someone that could persist in this race to go top 10 on the GC as well. And what would that be? That, you know, what, that would be an amazing feat, wouldn't it, for them two cyclocross guys, him and Welt van Aert? Wouldn't it just, I mean... <laughs> We know that Van der Poel is targeting the mountain bike at the Olympics. The longer he holds on to yellow, surely the less likely... You can't leave the race wearing yellow, can you? No. If you're if you fit. I wouldn't imagine he would, no. But I can't see him being in yellow, to be honest, until a week down the line. I mean, I say that, you know, the guy's a class act. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think we'll get a better idea the next two days what happens on Grand Bonnard and team because mm. they're proper mountain climbs and... Um, the Alps are going to be really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Pogacar does now. 
Will UAE, do you think, I mean, they must be knackered after today, but will they be fearing tomorrow in a way? The rest of the Pelotons have effectively well, ganged up on them. I, think, I don't think anyone in that bunch and race today had a, an easy day. Mm. They looked a lot of tired legs at the end. Um, so. Pogaccio is still your standout favourite. Yeah, has to be. yeah, I mean, of that group behind, of that main hitters group, I mean, Carapaz attacked, didn't he? And we saw that. He looked good when he did attack, but he's quite far down the the, the GC now in terms of his proximity to, to Pogaccio. G hung in there. G looked, you know, G's mm. recovering daily. Mm. You know, and if he can just get another week down the line, you know, there's, there's, all, there's a chance that G could come good in the last week. And again, I wouldn't underestimate, you know, G um, at all. Primoz is gone now. Um... There's not many left, is there, really, when we start thinking about it? It's, yeah, it's pretty fit on the ground. A barnstormer of a day. It's yeah. a very, very hard race to call. Um, give us your thoughts on tomorrow. Uh, five categorised climbs, three category one climbs. We're going to see some serious gaps for the guys who are yeah. really going for GC I mean, the, now. They're really going to start to show themselves. The main one is this Col de Rom. Is, um, that's a very steep climb. Um, we did that in 2009. This is where the Schlecks attacked away with Contador. And I was left with Armstrong and I went on to the next climb, the Col de la Colombier with Armstrong. Mm. It was just me and him riding with Nibali. And that's where he attacked me towards the summit. And then there's a long, fast downhill descent into Le Grand Bourneau. It's a classic stage in the Tour de France. It's used quite a lot. It's, it's a proper alpine stage. And um, I think we'll get the first proper shake-up per se. I know we've had a lot of shake-ups in this, grand, in this, in this tour already. But this is, this is where we'll see who's going to be there in two weeks' time in Paris. Um, whether Matthew van der Poel can hold on up these climbs, etc., etc. There's going to be a lot of tired legs tomorrow after today. Hot day, 240 kilometres, five and a half hours in the saddle. This is a day for, you know, everyone to... This is the proper, proper Tour de France stage. Two days in the... First of two days in the Alps. Um, mm. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Feels like it's come very, very soon. That'll do for this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift. Explore, train and compete on the cycling app where fun is fast. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Pete Burton, our producer. Thank you, Pete. Find Eurosport on Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK on all the socials as well, Facebook and Instagram. And download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Brad, see you tomorrow. Sure. Are.